0: Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I'm your host, David Hall, and the creator of quietandstrong.com. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to understanding the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but to be embraced. Normally, we all air each episode on a Monday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. Tell a friend about the podcast help get the word out there. So as the year was winding down, I was once again figuring out, okay, what do I have to do now and what can wait till next year? I enjoyed spending time with my family over the holidays and not giving work much thought. This time of year is often one of a reflection. How am I doing? Am I successful where I am? What do I want to accomplish in the near future? and the long-term? Am I happy in my relationships? Am I happy with myself? This year was no different. And my reflections have led me to the topic of work-life balance. I've often thought about what this means to me. Over the years, I've heard many people say that they're seeking a work-life balance or they need a work-life balance. But what does this mean? What is balance? And is it achievable? So over the last couple of years, my work and my home life have definitely blended more than ever before. I spent a year, a little bit more than a year, solely working from home for the first time during the pandemic. During that time, I didn't leave the house much except for an occasional trip to the grocery store. So my work and my home life were in the same place all of the time. Before the pandemic, my family used to ask what I did in my job, but they don't ask anymore. They know (laughs) when I'm working from home, they're happy when I don't have a meeting and they don't need to hear me or worry if they're walking by my camera. So more recently, I've moved into a hybrid model of going into the office twice a week, which seems to be working out well. Although I am finding myself a little bit spoiled, so although it was normal to go into the office every day for so many years, I now find it annoying to have to get ready, prepare food, pack up for the day, and then do the long drive. The days I work from home are filled with a bit more time without the commute or packing up for the day. Also at home, I can switch rooms to work for a bit of a change of scenery from time to time. On the other hand, as I am back in the office, it's good to see my work colleagues in person again. You know, having virtual meetings is very convenient and will always have a place now in our work environments, but they're still not a complete substitute for in person interactions. It has felt good to meet in person again. <laughs> so, you know, with virtual meetings, have you ever told a joke and everyone's on mute? It's just not the same. And then I was in an in-person meeting recently that was just all in person. And it was almost like people didn't know how to act or react without being able to show their favorite emoji or virtually clap their hands. It was very interesting. And as an introvert, working from home was not perfect for me. You know, again, everybody's different. When I was working solely from home, I did have a house full And even though I was home, it could be difficult to find the quiet that I often need as an introvert. And, you know, for example, I realized more than ever how much my drive to work was such an important time for me to reflect and recharge. It is great not to have that time driving, but it made me realize how important I needed a separate time for thinking and reflection. Also, for many of us, You know, working from home for the first time, others were given a glimpse into what our homes or at least our home office look like. You know, many a family member or a pet made a guest appearance in your meetings over, you know, in, in recent times. So for me, I'm enjoying this hybrid approach. I love to be able to enjoy a little more time and convenience and the comfort of home. At the same time, it's valuable to make those in-person connections with those I work with. So with all of this, again, I learned a lot from the past couple of years, but there still remains that question. How do I get everything done at work that I want to accomplish? How do I have the time I want with family and other relationships? How do I pursue other interests outside of work? How am I true to my introverted nature and find the solitude and solace that I need on a regular basis. So did your life change for better or for the worse with the pandemic? Maybe you've already worked from home for many years and maybe you are working for yourself. So what reflections do you have about your work in your home life? What is going well? What would you like to change? As an introvert, are your needs being met? So is work-life balance achievable? I think the wording is wrong. And the concept of separating the two is wrong. After all, you're one person. You're the same person with the same goals, same dream, same health, same mental health, same finances, same spirituality. You just have some different things that you want to accomplish in different areas in your life. So I look at it not as balance, but rather Priorities, purpose, significance. Balance seems to say that all things will be equal, an equal distribution of time. I don't think that's possible, but I think you can live a life of purpose and significance, and of course, while embracing your introversion. And as I don't think a perfect balance is achievable, I like how Rory Vaden in Procrastinate on Purpose states, Success in business, at home, and in life doesn't come from applying our resources proportionately throughout different areas. In fact, it's just the opposite. Success usually is the result of focusing our talents, money, time, or energy in one priority direction for a shorter period of time to create a desired result, which in Take the Stairs, which is another book by Vaden, I called a season. In a word, A season is best described as imbalance. So there will be times when you have to put in extra time into your work. Maybe you're launching a course, a book, a new business. Maybe you're working on an important project or a new product or managing a big event. Or maybe there are regular seasons of imbalance if you're an accountant, for example, in tax season. Sometimes there'll be times when you're spending more time on your work. Or there may be times when you're spending more time with family or friends or other things. You know, the time between Christmas and New Year's this year where I was able to be with my family and very unplugged from my work, it was awesome. Unplugged is one of my favorite words now. Especially as introverts, we need to unplug on a regular basis. And I could unplug because I had done the other work I needed to before the holiday season. And I went into it without anything hanging over my head. There's so many choices in life, so many different things we could pursue. It is impossible to do everything. I know, I've tried, and you probably have too. We must make some choices, some priorities. What are your priorities? Again, you are one person. You just may have some different things you want to accomplish, whether you are at home or at work. What are the areas in your life you need to consider? Uh, Back to Rory Vaden, he categorizes the various areas of life as faith, family, fitness, fun, faculty, which means work in this case, and finances. Ask yourself. What are my most important priorities in each of these areas? What goals will I accomplish? And what will I leave undone or leave to someone else to do? As an introvert, you have a gift of reflection, and you do need to regularly give yourself time to use that gift. I believe that you should have a daily and weekly process of reflection and considering your priorities and progress. But you also need some time on a regular basis to get unplugged and go deep with how you want to live your life with purpose and significance, doing work you're passionate about, have a talent for, and of course, you're meeting your financial needs. Consider the relationships you have and the relationship you have with your introverted self. The end of the year is the traditional time for reflection, but I don't think this is enough. Figure out. When you can get a few hours alone and unplugged, do some deep reflection. Maybe this is monthly or every couple months or whatever works for you. You may go somewhere or just find a spot in the house where you can have some quiet. This may take some negotiating with others on letting them know what you need. Many topics for introverts need to be approached with introvert strengths and needs in mind. This is the case for this important topic of time management and productivity in accomplishing your goals. When you are considering your time management strategy, remember, we do a lot of thinking as introverts and we do need some recharge time. We need time to prepare for meetings, presentations, conversations. So your strategy should include time to clear your mind, quiet time for certain tasks and projects, time to prepare, to plan, to reflect, to think, to dream. And of course, time to recharge every day and throughout the day in order to be effective. Of course, check out my book, Minding Your Time, Time Management, Productivity, and Success, especially for the introvert. Take time to recharge, find that quiet you need, and be organized around your priorities. Remember, as an introvert, your approach to productivity and time management will be different from an extrovert, as your strengths and needs are different. And being productive is not being busy, but doing the right things that are meaningful to you. And you need to be able to articulate to others around you what your needs are as an introvert. Set some appropriate boundaries. For me, the first 90 minutes of my day are blocked off for quiet time to plan, to reflect, and to get some work done. This has worked wonders for me. Do you have something similar? Or can you work towards something similar? Can you explain to someone else how this quiet time helps you to be your best? Throughout the day, do you have some recharge time built in? Are you able to let others know that you need a bit of time to yourself? It's not personal. Let them know that. We love our family and friends. We care about those we work with. But to be our best for them and for us, We need some time to be alone on a regular basis. Another important boundary is having some division between your different priorities. When do you stop work to spend time with family or yourself? If you work for yourself, this can be even more challenging. It's an important boundary to set nonetheless. Again, we may have seasons or putting in extra time on a project, but this can't be the norm. You need to decide what your priorities are and how you will navigate normally through seasons. And remember, you can't be available to everyone at all times. Another area that's very important to the topic of accomplishing your goals and having boundaries is mindfulness and being present. Have you ever been in the trap? where you're thinking about your family while you're at work or thinking about work while you're with your family. Being present with the person or task at hand makes all the difference. Being present is much more effective, but also sends the message to the person you are with that they matter to you. That you see them. In episode 82 of the Quiet and Strong podcast, Dr. Mitch Ablett talked about being mindful and a concept called prizing. He made the distinction between praising someone and prizing someone. Praising someone is when they do something, when they do that thing that you want them to do or that thing that is expected of them. Prizing, on the other hand, is being present with someone. Paying attention to them, sending them the message what matters to you matters to me. I see you. This has been powerful for me to attempt to prize others in my life. And this could be anyone in your life, it could be a child, a spouse, a partner, co worker, or a colleague. If you're interested in working on mindfulness, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 82 with Mitch Ablett. And part of being present is to limit distractions. When you're with others, put your phone down or turn away from your keyboard. Maybe depending on the situation, you don't even have your phone with you. That can be a tough one, I know. And when you're listening, listen to understand and not just respond. And try not to interrupt another thing that's difficult for me. Ask questions and clarify. And another part of being present with ourselves or others is being organized and having a plan for our priorities. If you know when you're gonna work on that important project next, you can relax when you're talking to your friend. On the other hand, if you don't have a plan, that project might haunt you While you're trying to focus elsewhere and your mind might keep bugging you, hey, you got this project coming up. When are you going to work on it? But if you know when you're going to work on it and you have a plan, you can relax and be present with that friend. Another part of mindfulness and productivity is capturing those ideas when they come. So if I'm working on a project and an idea for a different project comes into my head, I've really learned to write it down so I can keep going with the current project and I can stay focused and stay in the present. If I don't do this, either the new idea will keep distracting me or I may even forget this idea and it may be a really brilliant one. As you're working through your most important priorities, be kind to yourself. You're not perfect and nobody is. We are all continuously learning. As an introvert, I have many thoughts and it's easy for them to go negative. You know, I've learned to challenge these thoughts that prevent me from doing something worthwhile or stop me from enjoying the experience. For Marcus Aurelius, I love this quote The universe is change. Our life is what our thoughts make it. Our thoughts are so powerful. Change them and reframe them often. And remember, build in time for reflection, as you may need to adjust your priorities and pivot from time to time. So, work-life balance. I don't think you'll find a perfect balance between work and life, but you can live a life of purpose, significance, and happiness. You are one person with many goals and dreams. You will have to choose things you pursue and things you will not as you do those things most important to you. So don't try to be everything to everyone. Instead, focus on what matters most to you, what you're passionate about, and then make it happen. I hope you have a wonderful year this year. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you take the time to explore other episodes and learn from some amazing guests. Remember, if you're interested in getting to know yourself better, There is now a free type finder personality assessment on the quiet and strong website. This free assessment will give you a brief report, including the four letter Myers-Briggs code. I will add a link in the show notes and I'd love to connect with you. Reach out at David at quietandstrong.com or check out the quietandstrong.com website. Send me topics or guests you'd like to see on the show. There's so many great things about being an introvert and we need those to be understood. Get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong.